Hello, yo. How you doing? Um, you know who this is, right? <laughs> Sena Kapomo, your host and creator here at Healthcare Boulevard. Thank you for joining me. Thank you and welcome back. Why am I back on the mic? I wanted to give you some of the basic knowledge of what you should know about a PA if that's something you're considering. Um, again, if you haven't listened to my previous uh, interview and video, please check them out at Healthcare Boulevard on YouTube. That's where I'm at right now. Um, I am looking to get onto the po- podcast platform so that you can listen to me on your favorite podcast platform but as of now i'm on youtube so please go ahead show some love share subscribe comment hit the bell button Uh, even as i get on the healthcare platform i will still keep posting my stuff here so this will always be a platform for you to listen to me so today i want to talk about three main things i want to talk about the history of pa and again and I, when I say history, I mean really just a brief history so that you get an idea of what, what the birth of this profession is. I'm not going to dive too deep in it. History is not my forte, but I do understand the importance of it. Um, and then we are going to talk about what is a PA? How do you define a PA? And uh, lastly, we'll talk about how to become a PA. And I'll chime in with some of um, examples here and there. Let's do it. I will post the links below for where I'm getting this information. And uh, so please check it out and look in deeper and read about it more. But I'm just going to give you the bulk of what I think is important to know about this profession. Let's do it. So the history of a PA. This profession started in the mid-1960s uh, uh, as a response. As a, as a response to the, um, I'm, I'm losing my words, I'm sorry. <laughs> as a response to the shortage in health, uh, in primary healthcare providers. So essentially doctors and educators and healthcare providers at the time noticed a, resp- a shortage in healthcare, pro- in primary healthcare provider, as we still do today, right? Um, and so P, P, this profession, the profession of a PA was born, were birthed as a result, as a response and as a solution to that. So um, even to this day, majority of PAs are in primary care provider. Because again, we the profession was birthed for that. Now, I'll, I'll get more into it. Um, so this Dr. Eugene Stead, uh, who was working at Duke University at the time, he made the steps of selecting a couple corpsmen from the Navy to essentially be his uh, apprentices, right? So he trained them and he used his knowledge of the fast track doctor training in the that he knew in the World War II. So World War II, there was a fast track training for doctors uh, because, you know, doctors were needed. Um, so he used that knowledge and that track essentially to train this corpsman from the Navy to be his assistant and thus the name physician assistant. Um, he actually used to be called physician's assistant. Now don't make that mistake. We did evolve a little bit and took out the S so it's just physician 
assistant without the s the apostrophe s please be mindful of that <laughs> um so uh, the first the first pa program graduated in 1967 from again you guessed it duke university because this is where dr stead was working and that's the bulk of what i will say about the history of pas um and that's it now let's look at what is a pa can we do that and i'm getting this information i'm literally going to read this to you from the aapa website because i don't want to i want to read that to you because you will get a chance if you haven't already listened to my interview to hear different PAs define their profession in their own word. Now, I want to get this from the organization, the, the, the APA, so we have different, essentially, wording of the same thing, right? Also, over here on the APA website, it says, PAs are medical professionals who diagnose illness, develop and manage treatment plans, prescribe medications, and often serve as a patient's principal healthcare provider. With thousands of hours in medical training, PAs are versatile and collaborative. PA pra PAs practice in every state and in every medical setting and, and, sorry, in every medical setting and specialty, improving healthcare access and quality. So, that, I'm going to leave it there. It speaks for itself. No commentary is necessary. <laughs> um, so the next thing and last thing I want to address in the in the content of today's uh, podcast, today's video, uh, uh, yeah, podcast is um, how to become a PA. Now I'm going to read the steps to you from a PA website again, and I will give you a little bit of just my experience and, and just because, again, I'm a PA, so I'll give you some commentaries as to what to do and what not to do and how to do that so obtain a bachelor's degree and complete common prerequisites so what this means is you can get your bachelor's degrees in anything i have been asked a few times before by aspiring peers um from all walks of life where what bachelor's degree did i receive did i, I mean what did i obtain my bachelor's degree in or there may be looking for recommendation in what to obtain their bachelor's degree in as pre-peers and the answer is anything now if you are like me or if you are just at the beginning of your college years and you want to select something that while obtaining that bachelor's degree will allow you to complete the prerequisites then that's on you but you, it's not required you can obtain a bachelor's degree in anything from art to biology i in fact i had a one of my my co I mean uh, classmates um, in my cohort when I was in school was she she majored in art and she's today fine PA so um, it, it's up to you what you want to do and 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 just to say something else about that that adds to the flexibility of the profession because if let's say you didn't know about PAs until mid. Uh, you're already halfway through your college years and you already selected a major that you like. Or you're perhaps even done with your bachelor's degree. You don't have to go back and get a particular bachelor's degree because, again, you can get a bachelor's degree in everything, in anything. In fact, I didn't know about peers until I was halfway to my college years, until uh, my bachelor's degree. So it, it really keeps the flexibility in the profession. 
Um, now, regardless of what you get your bachelor's degree in, you do have to make sure that you get the prerequisites for the program. So it's two things in this compound. As you say, it says bachelor's degree and complete common prerequisite courses. And the com the common part means they are a, a, a group of prerequisites that every school will ask you for, every program will ask you for. From And you can imagine, I mean, it's a healthcare, prof yeah, healthcare profession. Thank you. So... Um, Biology is expected, chemistry is expected, anatomy and physiology is expected. Um, so, you know, as you can imagine, those are both things that every profession, every program, every PA program will ask you to obtain alongside your bachelor's degree. Now, there are other prerequisites as, as just as somebody who's been through the process and looked at different prerequisites for PA program, there are some miscellaneous prerequisites out there for PA programs and simply put is based on the core values or core concentrations of the university because regardless even though even if you go to a research university for example which PAs are not strongly it's not a profession strongly rooted in research as you as you, you just uh, listen to me read the definition of a PA but this the program is in the school so the school may ask you for something that's really out of the norm for a PA program. Let me give you an example. My PA program requir required an odd uh, prerequisite, which again, I mean, it, there was not a problem because I have a hope, you know, everybody up to, I, I want to say everybody takes odds class before they get their bachelor degree, but I don't know. So don't quote me on that. Um, but that's the point is it was out of the norm for a PA program. It's not something like you need to draw in order to treat your patients. But for the school, that's something they ask for. That's out of the norm. And, you know, later once we got, we matriculated, the directors sort of touched on why they did that. And that was um, interesting to hear. Um, for example, um, while I was looking my, for my, while I was looking at different schools to apply to, one of the schools I was looking at was a HBCU, Historically Black University. And they, I remember they had um, a requirement for African-American studies, I believe. Again, it's not, you don't need to know the history of, or, or to study African-Americans in order to be a peer. It might be helpful because African-Americans are also a major group of folks that you uh, treat. But again, you don't need it for the medicine necessarily. Um, and it's not the norm for PA program. But think about it. The program is in, H is in an HBCU university. Their bread and butter is serving and working with um, African-American folks and students. So it makes sense. All right. That's all I'm going to say about that. So get your bachelor's degree and make sure you look at the prerequisite for each school. Do not assume that just because you look at maybe three school prerequisites that, okay, I got this down. I know what they're all asking for. No, don't do that. Look at look at it because look at the prerequisites. I don't want you to be surprised later once you apply. And one thing you missed was um, a random class that you have never thought about. Okay, the next thing, right, is you need to obtain um patient care experience so um that means there, there's a list of things different schools may have different lists of things that they accept 
to count as uh, patient care hours. Excuse me. This can range from uh, working as an EMT. I personally did a CNA. I had a couple of folks did uh, work as an MA in my cohort when we were graduating, um, working in the hospital, working as a as an LVN if you had that, or even a nurse if let's say you obtain your bachelor's degree in nursing and you want to go to PA that clearly that counts as healthcare as a patient care so anything where you in the idea of this whole thing is so that you get some patient care right so you're not just going in just to go in so you get an idea of what you're getting into um and that is the number of hours depends for each school that's another thing one uh, i had schools when i was applying because i applied to like nine schools my first time um I had schools that were asking for a thousand hours. I have schools that were asking for ten thousand hours. I had schools that were asking for one hundred hours. So it really depends. It's not like a set number where every school must ask for fifty thousand hours. No, it's it just another thing you have to pay attention for the school. Um, now the next thing is to apply. Yay! You made it to applying. So. So far, we have our bachelor degree. We've uh, made sure that all the schools we are applying to, we feed the, we have the prerequisite of what they're asking for. But alongside our bachelor's degree, we make sure that we have the number of patient hours that each school is requiring. Now you're ready to apply. So um, you apply, we use CASPA, but you know the point is you apply. Once you apply, the school's that want to hear more from you or considering you as you for an interview um um so you come in you talk to them some schools will have group interviews some school will have individual interviews i didn't know my school my program was doing group interviews until i got here and they're like yeah we're doing group interviews like well then i guess that's what i'm doing (laughs) it's not like i can go home and be like no i don't want group interviewing so um Sometimes you know it, sometimes they, they might change it, or, or you might not even know. So it's the point is just be ready to tell the program and the leaders who are in front of you why you want to be a PA, why you want to go through that process with them. So it's not just about why you want to be a PA, it's about why did you choose our university? Even if it's simply the answer is simply because you're the only one who accepts me. Besides that, is there anything about the school that matches with you that you know you're like okay their core values matches with mine or what have you so anyway i'm going i'm going way too far into it so get get interview now once you get the interview the schools that want you to be in the program will um reach out to you and uh Offer you an admission. Yeah. Now you're in PA school. Yeah. This is what you post on Facebook and IG and be like, yeah, guys, I did it. Um, <laughs> and you get ready to study, essentially. Literally, the next step says study. <laughs> As if you haven't been studying this whole time, right? Um, but yeah, so you get into PA school. You study for dip, uh, depending on the PA program. Okay. That's another thing. Some programs are 24 months. Again, two years. Some programs, like mine, 27 months, so two and a quarter. Uh, some programs are three years. So the, the maximum year is three years. So the, the difference, again, at, regardless of what the program is, you will and should end up learning much the same information once you're done. The bulk of it usually is whether or not the program wants to focus on certain things that other 
that is not required for for um for p for a PA program or um if there's summer breaks usually that will be three three year versus the two year or 27 month um so that's all dependent look at all of that information and factor that into your plans and your um life plans because you may i mean people come into pa school for from all walks of life some just literally graduated from undergrad and boom here they are just moving through it some uh have had a whole career before and are now switching so some are parents of one two three kids you know spouses so there's usually life besides pa school so you will want to pick that and th factor that in in terms of do i want summer break so i can spend time with my family do am i okay with just going through it and zapping through it and being done in two years or a little over two years so all up to you the next thing and the last thing is uh pass your certification exam it's called pens physician assistant national certification exam pass that um and then you are a pac i'm gonna go over a little bit of what comes with pa so once you're in PA school, you're PAS. S is for student, right? Makes sense. Um, once you graduate PA school, you're a PA. You're no longer a student. You're a PA. But you're not a PAC yet. You're a PAC once you pass your certification exam. Then you're a PAC. C for cert certified, right? So keep that in mind for when you're uh, signing or, or signing your emails or what have you so that you don't misrepresent to yourself. Um, that is all in how to become a PA. Um, I'm just gonna do a quick summary for that. So we had we had six steps, right? So get your bachelor's degree and get the prerequisite courses, okay? Um, then obtain patient uh, care experience, then apply, study, <laughs> right? Um, I'm sorry, apply, interview, study, then pass your pens. That's it. That's how you become a PA. And I'm going to leave it there today. I do have a couple announcements. Um, number one is, as mentioned before, I'm, I'm going to um, expand my platform and, and put this on podcast platform. So if you heard this and you're like, oh man, I wish she's on other platform where I can just listen to it and I have to go to YouTube, I got you. Number two, I want to... I have an interview coming up with uh, with the, another PA, and I'm very excited. I love the interviews. It gets, um, I learn as much as you guys do. So I'm excited for that. That'll be coming to you next week or the week after. Lastly, I want to thank my subscribers on YouTube. Thank you all for subscribing. Thank you for everybody who's shared, who viewed this, everybody who has liked or commented. I appreciate you guys. Um, and if you're new, thank you for joining me. I appreciate you joining me. Um, please share, comment, subscribe, um, and hit the bell button if you're getting this on YouTube because that way when I post something, you will get it. You will get a notification. Other than that, that's it. Um, I will leave you guys to be. Stay safe. Stay, um, yeah, stay safe. And uh, I'll see you all next time for uh, my next interview.
oh the next time when i'm on the mic by myself just giving you some info we'll look at um how much pas get paid different places pas can work and uh, uh a couple other things so that's i wanted to make this a little shorter than my interview so that you're not getting too much information in but that's it um y'all have a beautiful week or weekend depending on when you listen to this and hope your family and friends are safe all right bye